Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 225 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. Hi, Adam. I just realized as you were saying it, it's a quarter of a thousand episodes. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's one fourth of a thousand episodes. It's just no. 225. Yeah, it is. 225. Time? No. It's not. We're going to start this over because I don't want everyone <laughs> to know I'm bad at math. Episode 225 of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. Hi, Adam. How's it going? Good. How are you? We're trying this again because I freaked out. Hopefully, I will have kept the earlier messing up of an intro where I'm terrible <laughs> at mathematics. So I'm doing great. Uh, I'm. This was such a fun episode we did. I know we always say we're excited or it's a fun right. episode, but this was very different. Um, do you want to tell people what we did, or do you want me to? No, we uh, we were invited by our friends at Cleveland Public Library, our friends from the Youth Services Department, um, who are fans of the podcast. They invited us to CPL for a tour of their incredible building. Man. And then they gave us some book recommendations. Yeah, um, I've been to Cleveland Public Library a bunch, but... We got kind of the behind-the-scenes tour. We did. Uh, if you go to our Instagram, at ProBookNerds, we took a bunch of pictures, and I'll just make like a little slideshow in there for people to see. And then, you know what else we can do? We can put them on our website. We totally can. I just can. realized we, right. I remembered we can do that. Um, the Rare Books Room at Cleveland Public Library. It's If you do one of those Google searches where it's like, most beautiful libraries, this one looks like that. It does. Um and just as a shout out to like any, if you live in or near a metropolitan area, go to whatever like your main city's main branches. And, it's and just, probably downtown or wherever yeah. you are. Yeah. And just ask for a tour because they have so many amazing, like, the scope of these metropolitan libraries. I know. It's crazy. I had been there before and like I knew there was a lot of marble. But you don't really know there's a lot of marble until somebody points it out to you. Yeah, <laughs> just so Does you. That makes sense. I mean, like I know there's a lot of marble in there, but when somebody's you like, just Look don't at think all this about marble. Yeah, I, they told us while we were getting the tour. So just really quickly, Cleveland Public Library was made in the 1920s, and at that time in Cleveland there was a lot of fires, so they didn't want any wood in the building. So there is no wood in the building. It's 95% marble, oh, yeah. and then all of the doors, even the ones that look like wood, not wood, not wood. They're made of metal. Um, I did think about this after the fact, though. Like, yes, none of that stuff is flammable, but you know it is flammable in the, the library. All the books. <laughs> so I'm glad there wasn't a disaster anyway. Uh, if people want to get a hold of us, how can they do that? They can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ProBookNerds. They can visit our website at ProfessionalBookNerds.com and email us at ProfessionalBookNerds at Overdrive.com. Yes, you can do all those things. Um Thank you to everyone who voted in our poll on the website. Uh, I'm going to put something else on there now because that one's been up for a couple weeks. The winner was Historical Fiction, so we will do a Historical Fiction episode in the near future. Uh, Also, I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, email us and you can get book recommendations. There was a Jill that emailed us, so Jill's going to send her book recommendations because that felt apropos. Um, Go support your library. Even By the way, we said that this is like the youth services librarians, but definitely listen in and i'll put it in the, the name of the this particular episode but they talk about ya they talk about manga graphic novels 
everything in between. Right. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we talk, we both read YA. Lots of our staff members here read YA Mm -hmm. and children's books. Um, There are definitely books that after listening to them talk about it, I wanted to read. Yeah. One especially about dots that I'll let you hear about. So that's right. Yeah, I'll let you guys. About dots. I don't okay. want to ruin everything no. in there. Um, okay. Anything else you think people should know about before we let them dive in? Big Library Read voting is going on. So if you are not aware, Big Library Read is our big global ebook club that we hold several times a year, and readers and librarians get to vote on their title. So you can go to biglibraryread.com and go vote. Yeah, please do that because I manage the discussion board on there and I'm sick and tired of answering people who are like, "Where? Well, how did this book get selected? You guys, you guys selected these books. So go vote so that your voice is heard. Just I think that's everything. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Hope you guys enjoy this very special Cleveland Public Library edition of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. Hi everyone, it is Adam and Jill again, and we have just had the best afternoon ever, ever, ever. Uh, we are at Cleveland Public Library with three new great friends who just took, we just went on a tour all around the library, and I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves, but we have Anisha, Julie, and Eric. I'm terrible with names, and I've been walking around with you guys for like two hours, and I still <laughs> had a panic attack about saying names. So we're going to talk all about books, but before we do that, I'm going to let you guys maybe say what you do here at the library. So, Anisha, you're the one who emailed us, so I'm going to let you start. Thank you. Again, my name is Anisha Jeffries. I'm the Youth Services Manager at the Youth Services Department here at the Cleveland Public Library. Uh, I've been a manager here, which will be six years next Monday, and I've worked at the library for 22 years. I love what I do. I love being here, I sometimes have to pinch myself and say, I actually work here and I'm a librarian. But what I love about it is helping others and recommending books and just sharing my love of reading and librarianship. Uh, so I, I just want to say, you're, if anyone is in Cleveland and listening to this, come to the Cleveland Public Library and ha- maybe ask for a tour because... <laughs> Your, like, your passion for this building, I, no one can see this gigantic marble, basically perfect place that we're in right now, but you just give us a tour of the whole place and your passion, just for this, li- this library alone, let alone being a librarian, it inspires me. I want to hang out here every day. Oh yeah, you're going to see us like all the time now. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll be here. Yes, well, come on, because I, I do, I have a passion for this particular building. It has so much history. And as I mentioned when I gave you guys the tour that this building opened its doors in 1925. So, I mean, that's older than all of us, all four of us. (laughs) Well, maybe. I think we're we're good collectively, pretty close. (laughs) Yeah, pretty close, yeah. So, um, but yes, uh, this building has uh, so much, so much history. It's a treasure of Cleveland. And I think sometimes we take it for granted that it's here. And I couldn't imagine not having a library here. Yeah. Julie, how about you? Yeah, let's introduce um, yourself. I'm Julie Gabb. I'm one of the children's librarians here. And I've only been here for, believe it or not, three months in this department. Before that, um, I've been in libraries, uh, working in all sorts of libraries since I was 16. And from that point on, I've known I've wanted to be a librarian. So. I am so delighted to be in this department, and I have the best manager ever, and one and the best job ever, 
And I just, like Anisha was saying, it feels like I get paid to have fun and play mm-hmm. every day. And it's the best thing I could ever ask for. We, we were all joking around in like the rare books room. We were like, maybe we just stay in here for a little while. Move in. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Just move in. Yeah. Well, I know there's some secret places that you could just hide out. Yeah, like, you yes, do. Yes, you yes, found yes. some. <laughs> some secret areas where, you know, if you need to, you know, bring a pillow, blanket. Yeah. That's it. Man, I love this building so much. <laughs> Eric, how about you? Um, yeah, so I'm, my name's Eric. Uh, I've been in this department as long as Julie, three months. Uh, we both start the same day. Um, I have been with Cleveland Public Library since 2015. I was in behind the scenes in technical services previously before coming to this department. Um, I've been in libraries since 2011. Started as a page down in Wayne County, Wayne County Public Library in Worcester. Um, and then just moved around and came to Cleveland in 2015 and been loving it ever since, especially love working for Cleveland Public Library. And I agree with Julie, I feel like I am working in the best department of Cleveland Public Library with the best manager. <laughs> you guys can't see Anisha pantomiming over here. <laughs> I, tell you what, nothing against Worcester, but I feel like you hit a little bit of a jackpot in I, this building. I feel that way every day. Yeah. This, this is just a wonderful place to work, just visually. The, the building is gorgeous. The people here are what make the job done. Mm-hmm. I, I work with the best people in Cleveland, in Ohio, in the United States, in the world. Yeah. yeah, I like it. The yeah. planet. planet. Yeah. Milky Way Yeah. Well, we always joke because we have listeners to the podcast of like countries all over the world, but we constantly talk about Cleveland. We do. <laughs> Which I'm sure most of the time they're like, cool. All right. <laughs> People know these on how I think enjoy it. Um, okay, well, we didn't really have like a schedule today, but you guys all have stacks of books, which is, you know, we're a book podcast. So how about we just kind of like go around and let you guys each talk about a few books. You like, I love when people bring stacks of books. It's a lot, so I know. Um, Good stuff. Yeah. So who would like to start talking about a book or two? I, you know, you're all in the, the children's department. And so I'm assuming a fair amount of them will be children's, but I'm seeing a couple of what I think is maybe YA with Eric, I think. Yeah. I got a few. I'm just, I'm literally like glancing at about the size and the name of the book. And I'm like, I think so. Um, Anisha, you want to talk about a couple books? Sure. I brought um, a, a, quite a few selections, but I'm going to start with a, a graphic novel that I recently read by Hope Larson. It's called All Summer Long. It is fantastic. It, it really is. It's about this young girl. Um, her name is Bendy, and she has a best friend. His name is Austin. And Bendy and Austin, they've known each other since they were three years old. And uh, she's 13, he's 12. And one summer after school has finished, uh, Bendy wants to do whatever, the same thing that they've done all summer long is to. Uh, count the number of cats that are in the neighborhood and count the number of pennies that they find and they, they write it down in this book, their summer and fun index. And so Austin says, you know what, n- n- not this year. I have, I'm going to um, uh, soccer camp. And Bendy is like, oh my gosh, why didn't you tell me? He was like, you know, it happened at last minute. So he's away. She's bored out of her mind over the summer, but she befriends Austin's sister, older sister. 
and she finds that they have something in common, which is music. Mm-hmm. So like, like punk music, alternative music, and Austin and Bendy, their friendship sort of like kind of, um, it's kind of it kind of changes mm-hmm. because Austin is meeting new friends, then Bendy is finding out that you know they're drifting. That's what it is. They're drifting, and uh, come to find out that. The relationship that Bendy has with uh, Charlie, which is Austin's uh, sister, uh, may not be what she thinks it is. So I'm not going to spoil anything. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the rest. But what I will say, it's jam-packed. It's jam-packed with, with drama, jam-packed with humor. And it's a wonderful read. It's a graphic novel. It won't take you long to read it. And it came out last month. Mm-hmm. So it's called All Summer Long. It's by Hope Larson, and I loved it. That sounds really good. Yes. I feel like as you guys talk about your books, I'm going to like steal them and look at them. This isn't for anyone else who can, can't see us, but this is beautiful. Oh, that's awesome. Tell you what, we'll do like kind of one each to like keep this poking around. So we'll just go on down the line. So you, you are up, dude. Um, so I actually got a YA adult crossover. Um, super pumped for this book. It's coming out in June. It's called There There by Tommy Orange. It's his debut novel. So this book is really interesting because it sort of incorporates historical facts about um, Native American struggles in the United States and then sort of reflects, uh, goes flash forward to modern day uh, Oakland, California, where it's about 10 to 15 different characters that are living um, urban lives in Oakland, California, with different struggles and sort of like trying to figure out their own identity to what is it of being a Native American. So I love this because um, there's like certain, there's like some teens that are in this book where one teen is secretly trying on his grandmother's like headdress and trying to dance to YouTube videos, whereas like grandmother doesn't really like talk about that side. And then there's another, um, like a young adult who has fetal alcohol syndrome, as known as the drone that he calls. And he's just sort of trying to like fit into his high school and sort of like see how it works in Oakland, California. And, um, and then there's like, there's a lot of like drama in terms of like, there's half sisters that meet half brothers if they don't know that they're related. And then it sort of like culminates in this big powwow that takes place at um, a baseball stadium. So it's, as I started reading it, it was like, I, I honestly stayed up till 3 a.m. finishing the book. And then not, I was like at the last chapter and then I was like going into work and Anisha was like, oh, book your, I'm like, she was, I'm like, don't say anything to me. And she was like, what's going on? Oh, I hope no one dies. I'm like, just don't say anything. I just became like a nervous wreck, like finishing up this book. So I highly recommend this book. This is sort of like, if you're a uh, fan of Sherman Alexie, this is like, I think the voice that people need to hear now. Um, I met him at PLA and he signed my book. And I absolutely love this. I've been telling people who are adults, for teens, like everyone needs to read this. This is like literary YA adult. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna butcher the name. I think there's a book that came out last year called Before the Thaw, I think, and it's very similar. But instead of two separate timelines with a Native American family, it's two brothers, and one of them 
stays on the reservation and like kind of becomes the lead of their tribe and the other brother like rejects it and goes off and tries to live like a, a modern life and um, un- has issues with alcohol and comes back and it, it, it sort of sounds like a, almost like the same book but with all with one with one family so I'm gonna I'll figure it out after we'll, I'll get you the actual <laughs> name and I'll put it in our show notes for everyone else because not helpful if I give them the wrong name and no author because I can't remember the author. But that sounds really, really good. Actually, yeah, I have an I have an advanced copy of that book. You may just move it to the top of my TBR file. Yeah. Well, I read it in two days. All right. Like I was like I woke up at night. I'm like I need to meet this author. <laughs> and then like I had another book. Um, it was like Otessa Mossfeg's new book that's coming out. It's like my year of rest and relaxation who did Eileen mm-hmm. um, and I had another like an advanced career copy in my hand who's like oh you just read Otessa's book I love that and I was like oh cool I'm like meeting the author I wanted to read and you were talking about other books too <laughs> it was like perfect so yeah highly recommend this awesome favorite book so far this year awesome Eric what you got okay uh, the one I definitely knew I wanted to start with is The Prince and the Dressmaker um, by Jen Wong it is a graphic novel. Um, it is a YA graphic novel, and it is set in like late uh, 19th century France. Um, and it's about uh, the crown prince of Belgium, his name is Sebastian, and he is visiting, and his parents kind of have visiting Paris, and his parents are kind of trying to plan a uh, like a wedding for him. They want him to get betrothed. Um, and he meets a dressmaker named Francis. Um, and Sebastian has a secret that he enjoys dressing in gowns. And um, when he does so, he goes under the name Lady Cristalia. And uh, he commissions dresses from Francis and kind of takes her on as his. Uh, like royal seamstress, but it's all kind of a secret. Uh-huh. And she's very talented. And when Sebastian goes out as Lady Cristalia, she's uh, Lady Cristalia, the hit of the town. She is effervescent. Everyone wants to be her. She is um, just the it girl. And uh, Sebastian and Francis begin to see other women in the Paris nightlife starting to copy these designs. And there begins to become a bit of a conflict because Sebastian has to keep this a secret um, because his family and society wouldn't necessarily um, be as open-minded as his friend Francis is. Um, So, and Francis wants to create a career out being a fashion designer, but no one can know that these are her designs. So there becomes this conflict of what should Francis do? Um, and is it okay to be continue to keep this secret even though it's hurting her? And there's, a, there's relationships being developed and it talks about issues of gender identity. Um, it talks in issues of um, just uh, like class. Yeah, it's um, it's really uh, just a great read. I flew through it in like a half hour, an hour. Uh-huh. It's really quick. Um, a lot of beautiful illustrations. 
Okay, along those lines, I want to ask you quite not to cut you off, but I see on the cover there's only one name. Did the author also do the Yeah, she was the illustrator as well. I hate when people are that talented. (laughs) There are just, I know that the listeners wouldn't be able to see, but they're just like beautiful. Yeah, well, we, everyone else, we can see them. And they're gorgeous. Gorgeous costume designs. The author studied up on uh, fashions of the era Mm -hmm. and used those as inspiration for the designs for uh, Sebastian Lady Castalia. And I I just love it. It's um, uh, one of, like, my favorite reads that I've read in a long time, to be honest. It's just a fun... Uh, YA graphic novel that uh, just scratches like all of my itches. I'm a big fan of works that deal with uh, LGBTQ mm-hmm. um, issues, and this is does it in just such a um, uplifting and fun and just wonderful way. Awesome. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. All that. Mm-hmm. I made a mistake. I said that all summer long came out last month. Uh huh. No. This month. This month? Yeah, I That's just okay. remembered. That, that was a little error. You're so. good. And it's okay. Okay. People can always hop on the waiting list for books. That's right. That's right. You have something else you want to talk about? I sure do. I have She has a stack. Yeah, she has like an actual like, stack of books. I'm so stack. excited about this. I, cannot, I have so many. Oh, okay. You're good? Oops. Oh. Yeah, you should talk about that one. You should talk about <laughs> the one right in front of you. See, I haven't read this one yet. Oh, it's okay. Okay. She has a a Jason Reynolds book. Uh, I got to interview him for the show. I listened to that. What a human. What a human. I got to talking about Ghost, and this is Sunny, which is the next, like, in the line after Patina. Patina, yep. You're absolutely right. And I read Ghost. Uh Uh-huh. And I read Patina. Mm-hmm. Haven't read Sunny yet, but I brought this because I wanted to talk about uh, those two books because it's it's in a series of track books. Yes. And Ghost was so funny. I mean, and I read also what was the one with the um, with the siblings and they visited their grandparents in the. Um, uh, Jason Reynolds. Yes. Um, let's see. There's. All American Boys, and there's Long Way Down, which is not that. Um, as Brave as You. Okay, As Brave as You, oh, yeah. That's my all-time he, favorite, I mean, of Jason Reynolds. So, I feel like he releases books like I release emails. Like, he just always <laughs> has a book out. He's like the Stephen King of, like, like middle middle grade YA, yeah. because when I was a kid, Stephen King would just turn them out. Like, boom, 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 yeah. boom, 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 boom. That's her guy. Yes. And so, yeah. So, I mean, Jason Reynolds, in my eyes, can't do any wrong. So, I almost, I haven't read it yet, but I probably don't need to read it because I already know it's mm-hmm. going to be right. a, a good book. And it follows the lives of these three um, young people. Um, Ghost, I forget right now um, his name, but his... I can't remember his real name. Yeah, I just go by their, their nicknames. But now I'm tongue-tied, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghost and Patina, they follow the lives of these uh, th- uh, these young people who are going through some obstacles in their lives, but seem to uh, get through it by um, running. Yeah. So with Sunny, I know that this character, each character is in each of the books. You don't know their story until they have their individual book. So uh, Ghost, we follow him and his life, 
patina hers, which I like patina mm -hmm. because I listened to both of these through on the audiobooks. Mm -hmm. I liked uh, um, listening to Ghost was like just it was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I was gonna throw that out there. And patina, and that was. Um, very good, and now Sunny. That's on my TBR list. I just have it, and look, it's not. It shouldn't take me that long. No, yeah, it's just, it's not. They're not very like. They're not large books. They're not. I didn't like. I was gonna call them not. They're not dense books, but that's actually like the story is very rich, but the it doesn't take long to get through. But one that I'm going to talk about, or yeah. two, are um, because I haven't read Sunny, so it wouldn't do me any justice to just babble on about Sunny. <laughs> But the two books um, that I want to recommend um, are middle grade books. And one is The Wild Robot by Peter Brown. And um, the, the sequel, The Wild Robot es Escapes. And when I tell you that my heart just was just like melting when I was reading this, these two books, it's so lovely. Great read aloud. I will tell you this right now. Any librarians, any parents out there that want a great read aloud for their children, The Wild Robots, start with that. It's about Roz, who um, gets us, who is this robot that's stranded on this island with all these animals, okay? She talks, they talk. I love when animals talk in books. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely talking books, but um, it, it's, it's a book that doesn't um, hit you over the head about um, nature, conserving nature. She becomes this mother to this goo, this geek, this, uh, a geese, mm -hmm. that she accidentally kills the family. And she, ha and she adopts this little baby geese who knows it as her mom. And Roz, um, is endangered by all these different wild animals that try to harm her and the geese. And when I just, all I'm going to say is, this you can you when you're reading it aloud, you can use the ro robot voice as Roz. So, for instance, I'm just going to just yes, let me just find something. Yes. Let me just find one. Okay, so let me find one part. Okay, so <laughs> it says Roz stomped into the cave and then she stomped right back out. Please stay away, said the robot to the two bears who were now nipping at her heels. Please stay away, said the robot. Roar, said the sister bear. Roar, said the brother bear. And then the bears went in for the kill. But the robot had vanished. I can't, if it wasn't against copyright laws, I would have you just read a whole book for right. a whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I think you, everyone can tell that you're the uh, that you are the person who does story time and stuff here. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I do. These are so fun. Oh, this is amazing. I, I'm gonna read these. These yeah, are great. Yeah, really cute. They really are. And I, like I said, I kept hearing so many things about um, the wild robot. And so when I read it, I was like, I have to mm -hmm. read the sequel. So the sequel is already out now. Mm -hmm. uh, go get. Oh, check out. There you go. The Wild Robot. I, you will not be disappointed. It's a quick read, and those are my two recommendations. Perfect. Okay. Cool. What else? Yeah. So I have actually a pretty weird book that could be considered middle grade, um, or it could be a read aloud, or it could also be for adults. Mm -hmm. So this one. I'm intrigued. Yeah. So this is a pretty bizarre book that um, it's done. It's published by the New York Review Children's Collection. Um, but this author, Leonora Carrington, um, is actually a surrealist painter. 
who uh, was in the same sort of clique as Alejandro uh, Podorowski, mm-hmm. um, who did all sorts of crazy movies from the 60s and 70s. Um, but she lived mostly in Mexico. And what she would do is she would create and spin these sort of fairy tales for her children. And she would paint the illustrations all throughout her house on the walls. So once she passed away, um, they wanted to keep the fairy tales living. So they actually captured all of her paintings that are on the walls and then turned them into a whole book of short stories. So if you're a fan, if your child loves Salvador Dali or if you love weird stories that are in the same sort of vein of like the little prince and all sorts of crazy like phantom tool booth that sort of stuff this is your sort of book um it's sort of like a quick read if you're an adult that's if you want to sort of scare your kid or have some crazy dreams this is the sort of book for you so like just looking at the illustrations they're very bizarre and creepy um it's sort of like if you you know how some parents decide to tattoo their child's paintings on them it's like sort of like that look it's sort of like i mean listen i feel like little kids can be scared by this because we grew up reading scary stories to tell in the dark like that horrifying book i i grew up basically reading that most nights so i feel like you should be allowed to like kids like this does look like it might give them some weird dreams but oh okay wait can you describe what we just were looking so this is like a so this is known as i can't even just read the black story of the woman that the white woman a white woman wore black black with black she had black pajamas and black soap all her things were black black as night black as coal but when the woman cried her tears were blue and green like little parrots the woman cried a lot as she played the flute and then there's a little caption the white woman dressed in black crying and playing her flute. So she's all, she's a super slender woman and she has this flute that spans both of her, like her hand, hand length. And it's just, it seems like someone that would be flowing throughout the night. Mm-hmm. If you were to wake up and see I'm, this woman. <laughs> I'm, gonna, would, I'm gonna put a picture of that on our Instagram because it's super yeah, creepy. Yeah. So, but that was the thing, I was thinking of that the book that you just mentioned was it scary, scary scary stories to tell in the dark yeah this is definitely like i was thinking i'm like some parents may be like oh i don't want my kid to read that sort of book and then but you read it as a kid and you're like this is the scary stuff that people would like not let me read but then i read it i'm like mm-hmm. oh this is what i want so this is a sort of book it's called lenora carrington the milk of dreams came out um 2013 but if if you have a kid that's definitely like surrealist, like absurd sort of stories, like this is for you. But even as an adult, I read it and I was like, I wish I found this as a kid. Like this, is a, this would be like my little, you know, book that I would like pass along right. to classmates that's and like, don't show your mom. And like, <laughs> yeah, so I would highly recommend this. And yeah, New York Review, um, a children's collection, they do all sorts of wonderful reprints and then new books as well so if you like sort of like crazy storylines that are totally mm-hmm. fantasy like i would recommend the publisher sometimes i think that i think it's fun as 
uh, like as a parent or an adult with kids around, like to tell them like, now don't go read this book, even though you know they're going to, especially if it's a book that's like appropriate. Like my parents do that with Goosebumps all the time. Like they knew, mm-hmm. they're like, all right, the, these stories are, they're written for a sixth grader and I was in like fifth or fourth or fifth grade. And they'd be like, don't just read the Goosebumps. And they'd go to the store and I'd be like, I'm gonna grab the Goosebumps. And like, I think I'm doing something sneaky and like deep down inside, they're just like, my kid's reading, I just tricked them. It's like, it feels like a perfect book for that. Yeah. Yes, it's definitely, and then the illustrations, like I said, are like totally, totally creepy. Like a woman missing an eye and sewing things. Yeah, they are know. bonkers. Yeah, so I absolutely love it. And it's definitely, yeah, the illustrations alone for adults, they should just get this book. Yeah. Eric? Okay, so my next one is a picture book called We Are All Dots. Big plan for a better world. And the, I'm gonna butcher the author's names, I'm sorry. But the authors are uh, Giancarlo Macri and Carolina Zanotti. And it is a book about a community of black dots. It starts with just one, and then the community grows and grows, and they live in an affluent society. They have housing. They have food, they have things to do. This is amazing. <laughs> but then we meet the, on the other page, there is another dot. The first dots we met were black dots, and the second dots we meet are white dots with black outlines. And we find out that they don't have as much things as the black dots do. They don't have housing, they don't have fun things to do. And they want to come over to the black dot side of the page and, you know, get that kind of like a better life for themselves. Um, So the black dots convene in a shape that resembles Congress and they try to decide what to do. So they decide that, okay, some of you can come over, but you can't come over all at once. You'll have to, we can take some of you. Um, but then it becomes like there's too many dots on one page, so they have to think of a solution. And their solution is that some of the white dots with black outlines will stay on the page, and some of the black dots will go over to the other side of the page and help build the society for the white dots with the black outlines and improve their lives there so everyone can live a good life. So, and then they work together. Okay, you, go, you guys, you need to look up this book. This, the way that these illustrations are done, I, they're unlike anything I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. They literally, it's, it's like if you see those pencil drawings where they are just all single dots and they draw mm-hmm. these incredibly intricate pictures. That's what these are, but they're... It's like the immigrant experience through dots. Exactly, exactly. And it's about cooperation and it's about humanity. Yeah. It's about dots, but it's um, really uplifting. I was feeling emotional yeah. reading it. I got to the end. I got to that last illustration. I won't spoil what it is, but you'll know when you see it. Um, and it's just like, oh my gosh, I love people. Um, and it's uh, yeah, just really inspiring story. And it's really told in really simple language. I would guess that the entire story is told in less, like somewhere between 100 and 200 words total. Um, 
and uh, I highly, highly recommend it. We are all dots. That I'm buying that for my nieces and nephews. I'll also borrow it, but I'm going to buy it as well. <laughs> you both. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. All right, Tim. I think we got time for each of you guys to do maybe one more, so we can get a, a few more in there. So, want to go one more time around? Yes. I don't know what it is right now with me and graphic novels, oh, but I'm just, okay, the best. I've been so like dying and uh, reading these wonderful graphic <laughs> novels. So I've mentioned uh, All Summer Long, mm-hmm. but then I had read uh, Real Friends by Shannon Hale, and it's something about growing up, um, friends drifting apart, and like just being like alone is like it's something about growing up and being in middle school. So mm-hmm. um, All Summer Long was a middle grade uh, y, um, uh, graphic novel. And the next one is called Be Prepared by Vera Broskow. She also um, did the graphic novel Anya's Ghost, mm-hmm. if anyone is familiar with that, which was awesome. And she has another one coming out that she's collaborating with about a librarian, graphic novel about a super librarian. So mm-hmm. it's coming out in September. So. Nice. But um, Be Prepared is about this young girl um, that's, that's nine years old who has a hard time making friends. She's Russian. She's Russian. Uh, her family came to Russia when she was like a little girl, like maybe four years old. And so she's in this, uh, her, her, her um, mom and her and her two siblings live in an apartment. But all of her other friends are wealthy. Mm-hmm. And she goes over one day to a a birthday party sleepover and everyone has this sort of like an all-american doll a real expensive american doll and she doesn't so they ask her like um she she kind of lies and says you know i have one and then what's her name and she's like maria and they're like there's no american or complicity girl that's what it's called complicity girl named maria and she's like well i left it at home and they're like okay well next time bring it and so she's uh, at this sleepover and she feels left out because mm-hmm. no one's talking to her no one's like including her so over the summer everyone goes to summer camp and she's alone with her brother who they don't really get along that well and she begs her mother to send her to a, a russian summer camp she goes to the Russian summer camp, and again, she finds that she's the only one. Everyone else knows each other. Uh, but the thing is, is that she can draw. Mm-hmm. And so she tries to make friends by, you know, drawing pictures of her friends and, you know, um, you know giving them pictures if, when they request pictures of themselves. And she finds out that you can't buy friendship with a drawing, and you can't buy friendship with Skittles. <laughs> and... Um, it's it's such a heartwarming kind of tugging at, you know anyone that's grown up and drifted apart from friends or you felt left out of situations social situations whether that's at camp or at school or sleepovers you will enjoy this book because you know um, I just I don't know I'm 46 years old and reading some of these books it takes you back to when you're in school and at the lunch counter or when you're in the cafeteria and you feel left out of certain things, but you 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 become introspective, whether that's drawing or finding who you are, whether it's through poetry or something like that. So I highly recommend this uh, graphic novel, and you won't be disappointed. It sounds really good. And she illustrated it and wrote it as and well. And the pictures are adorable. <laughs> yeah, they are really adorable pictures. hope I did it justice by describing Absolutely it. Absolutely, you did. Yeah. Anybody read this? I can see it. While you're doing that, Julia, I'll let you keep going um, a little more. So, 
Here at Youth Services, we have a huge fan club of Emily Hughes books. So Anisha has her new one that just came out, which is Everything You Need for a Treehouse. Um, so this, it's, all, it's by Carter Higgins, but Emily Hughes does the illustrations. Mm -hmm. But she also did another book that is my favorite book that I like to speak wonders of, which is called Wild. And it's checked out right now. It's a huge, it's a super popular book that we have here. Um, and it's on Flying Eye Books, which is my favorite children's publisher. And I pretty much just order everything by them for this library because they have fantastic illustrations that are um, very like saturated colors that are very much evokes like 1960s illustrations, like minimalists. So I always love their books, but Emily Hughes wrote and drew Wild, which is about a feral child that is raised and living with this pack of wolves. And she's talked like the narration throughout the book is how, you know, everything is normal and you know, domestic in the wild for her. And then this family finds the wild child in like in the wild and decides to bring her home and adopt her. And there she talks about all sorts of alien things that happens in like the food tastes weird and the people act so wild and crazy for the wild child. And it's sort of like they try potty training her and domesticating <laughs> the child. And then she realizes that her true home is out in the wild with the wolves. And it's just absolutely my favorite book because I mean, even just looking at the illustrations and everything you need for a oh treehouse. The illustrations alone, she won um, a Theodore Geisel Award for, um, was it Charlie and Mouse? Yes. So she, creme, creme de la creme for illustrations There's that- so much detail. If you're an adult, you just want to hang up her illustrations on the walls. Like, people are dedicated to her, her works. So yeah, she's a Hawaiian illustrator that now lives in the United Kingdom um, and is now becoming honestly like the children's children's book illustrator. The the pictures kind of look. Oh, when you, you, know, you mentioned theater guys, like they do kind of look like Dr. Seuss, but if Dr. Seuss was grounded in the real world, like they have that like very few straight lines and but still very whimsical and I, wow, this is gorgeous. So I would recommend honestly anything that is illustrated by Emily Hughes, which is new book, at, which is by Carter Higgins and Emily Hughes illustrated this everything you need for a treehouse. Um, by Chronicle Books. It's a great, yeah, great story time yeah. book at night. Um, but then Wild, which was done by her, is about, I believe now, about six, seven years ago. Yeah. It's still like, it's very well worn at our library and people are still checking it out. And I think now, like, we're gonna have to order just yes. multiple, multiple copies of her books because ever since, yeah, she just won a Theater Guys Award. Mm -hmm. So this is like super exciting to get any book by her, so. Highly recommend it. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to get that. Eric, want to bring us home? Okay. So the one I, my last one I want to talk about is actually a series that I have just recently started. Um, and it's an ongoing manga series. Um, it's called Yona of the Dawn. Okay. Um, and the, both the story and art is by Mizuho Kusanagi. Um, so it's... She's Japanese author and illustrator, and it's been translated um, for the United States by Viz Media. And it's about Princess Yona, 
It's set in a fantasy world, um, but Princess Yona, and she just turned 16, and she has a like kind of tempestuous relationship with her bodyguard named Hack. Um, she has a doting, loving father, and she has a crush on this other guy, I, whose name escapes me at the moment. And um, you know, she's living like kind of this like sheltered, kind of charmed life. And then on the night of her 16th birthday, her father is murdered. Um, and she finds out that it's her crush who did it. Um, and she's just heartbroken. And she is, is rescued and escapes with uh, her bodyguard. And she's on this wild adventure. And eventually she will, as I will find out, I, I know a little bit what's going to happen, but she will eventually have to find the four dragon warriors and yes. have them help her retake her kingdom. Nice. So I'm a big fan of fantasy. I'm a big fan of manga. Mm -hmm. um, there was a very popular manga series a few years ago called uh, Fushigi Yugi. It's in... It's about a Japanese girl who gets transported to a fantasy world and she has to kind of help save it. And this is kind of scratching that same edge. So if you're a fan of that, um, or you're just a fan of kick-butt heroines, um, fantasy worlds, um, and just beautiful art, I would definitely check it out. Just checked all the boxes for me. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh my goodness. Okay. We are going to come back and do more, because I know, speaking of scratching the surface, I know we're just scratching the surface with your guys' book recommendations. Mm -hmm. This is so much fun. I love that we got buried. We've got graphic yeah, novels. Yeah, it was manga. very, very, it was very buried. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Um, this was amazing. Should we, you want to do the nerd with them real quick? Can you remember them off? Yeah, I think so. Okay, okay, so at the end of our shows, we do what we call the nerd nine. It's nine quote-unquote rapid-fire questions. Um, it's very lighthearted, not that anything else was super heavy. Um, so the first one, is, and I'm gonna try and do this without the paper in front of me. So the first one is, what's the last book you guys finished reading? So we'll just go quickly between you guys. Um, or are currently reading, I, we always let people get, get away with that too. Gucci Mane by Gucci Mane. Yes. Oh, I just finished a book and I don't remember. <laughs> Ghost Boys by Jewel Parker Rhodes. Jewel. Oh. I loved it. She also was on the podcast. Yes. She, yes. 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 So I'm reading it right now, and I think it's a great middle grade book of sort of touching the surface of like what he give up. Yeah. yeah. Um, anytime I, I interviewed her almost two years ago, I've seen her at multiple ALAs and PLAs and BEAs. She will see me in the middle. She's up in the middle of the street in New York City and like hugs me in the middle of traffic. And she's just a wonderful oh. human being. Yeah. What a great person. Um, Eric, do you remember the, the one you're currently reading? Yeah, um, I'm currently reading about 100 books, but uh, I brought uh, Yona of the Dawn, so I'm currently in the middle of this series, um, and I just finished um, We Are All Dots, mm -hmm. and another YA title, um, The Rest of Us Just Live Here by Patrick Ness. Um, so oh, when we get done recording, we're going to have a nine-hour conversation <laughs> about that. Because we talked about it on the podcast, we both just finished listening to it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So good. Mm -hmm. um, okay, what do you? What's your? Where's your favorite place to read? <laughs> Anyone of you guys? On the bus. Ask? I read on the bus with actually Overdrive. I do that all the time because mm -hmm. a lot of times I'm always wanting a book and it's super popular and I can't get the physical physical copy, so I almost skip the line by getting on Overdrive. 
Nice. On the bus to and from, so it's like an hour a day. We broke it, and you said she's just sitting there staring at <laughs> <up> his face. <laughs> In my bed. I know this sounds crazy, but that's sometimes, that's the only time I can fall asleep mm-hmm. is if I start reading a book. Mm-hmm. So it's my favorite place to read, but I'll wake up in the middle of the night the and then, book, like, yep, <laughs> yep, and then I'll say, oh, let me finish reading the book. So I also like to listen in the bed. Yeah. So. Okay. In the bath. Absolutely. Yep. Um, do you remember the first book that made you fall in love with reading? Charlotte's Web. So, middle school, the warrior series, like Anisha was saying, I love when animals talk, so favorite animals, cats, cats talking and fighting. Woo. I was like reading in class when it was like science class, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like trying to do homework, but secretly reading. So ever since then, nice, kept going. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark by yes. Adam Schwartz. Adam silently fist bumps. Guillermo del Toro is doing a movie. Oh, of yeah, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> just, they're just starting filming. Um, what is one place you like to travel that you have not yet been to? I want to go to Chile. Chile? Chile? Yeah, nice. Grand Canyon. China. What's your favorite holiday to celebrate? Halloween. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. job, guys. Um, what are you a coffee person or a tea person? Coffee. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she told uh, Anisha, yeah, all throughout this tour, you can tell she had a lot of coffee. Uh, <laughs> uh, cats or dogs? Cats. Cats. Yeah. Yes. This wow. is why we all work together. Yes. Yeah. I just got it. <laughs> hammered down. Um, what's your favorite food? Oh, I like beignets, the French, yeah. the yeah. New Orleans donut. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Lasagna. Chicken wings. Okay, and then this is the one that we always get yelled at. Fried by, uh, if we could have dinner with one person allowed or dead, who would you pick? Henry Winkler. <laughs> That's a really good answer. <laughs> I love the fonts. I love Paul Thomas Anderson. Mm-hmm. That's a good answer too. Oh, I just want to pick his mind about the latest movie he did. So. Um, first thing that popped to my mind, Walt Whitman. Oh, that's really good too. Yeah. Mine's Jim Henson. Oh. Mm-hmm. Have you ever answered that? Stephen King. Stephen King. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. This was so so much fun. We're gonna come do this more, guys. Thank you so much for. I usually we usually say for joining us today, but thank you for hosting us because we're here. Yeah. Your thank home. you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so thank much you. because this was so. I listen to you guys all the time, and I want to just, I, I really wanted you to see what we see every day, oh. and just to embrace it. My heart is bursting right now. I'm so happy. <laughs> all right, guys, this was the best. Thank you so much. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. Bonjour, this is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food, so come join me on... Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app.